Welcome to the Healthy Hair Podcast. Your host, Dr. Amy Brenner, is a board-certified OBGYN with additional certifications in functional and integrative medicine. This podcast is meant to help women find reliable, relevant information to help them feel better, look better, and live better. Here, you will hear in-depth information about hormones, sexual medicine, aesthetics, cosmetic gynecology, and functional medicine. Well, hello everyone. Today we're going to talk about HPV. And I don't want to really scare you, but I also want to be pretty truthful to you, is you probably have it, even if you don't know it. And the reason why I say that is if you have been sexually active, there's probably about a 70% chance that you have or have had HPV at some point in your lifetime. Because 70% of sexually active people in the United States have HPV or have had HPV. It's the most common viral infection of the female reproductive tract. So it's a very common conversation that we have here in our gynecology practice. As you can imagine, we do a lot of pap smears and HPV shows up on pap smears, either in the form of showing up with some abnormal cells on the pap smear or now in people over 35, we actually culture for the high-risk subtypes of HPV. So calling people back and letting them know that they have HPV is something that we actually do every day, if not multiple times a day. So let's get into the details. How do you get HPV? HPV actually lives inside of the skin cells and is transmitted from skin to skin contact. It can live under your fingernails. It can live in the labia minora, the majora, the vulva. Uh, It can live in the skin around the anus. It can live in the skin of the penis, the skin of the scrotum. It can also live in the back of your throat um, in your tonsil areas. We don't really know so much about that of uh, like oral transmission or genital oral transmission, but we do know that it can live um, in the tonsils. So how you transmit it is from your skin touching somebody else's skin. Um, So we tell people um, to use condoms to prevent transmission and that that absolutely reduces the transmission rate because it covers the skin of the penis, but it doesn't cover the skin of the scrotum. So even with condoms, you can still get HPV from skin to skin contact. I remember a patient... uh, maybe a year or so ago that I had to tell that she had HPV and uh, she was just devastated. Uh, This was a college girl and because she was uh, virginal, but still had genital to genital contact and had HPV and was just devastated and shocked of how could I get a sexually transmitted disease when I've been waiting until marriage to be sexually active. Unfortunately, the virus uh, doesn't know that and was just transmitted from, you know, just skin to skin contact. And so that was a really hard conversation to have. 
what does HPV do to our body other than the stigma of having a sexually transmitted disease? So there are about a hundred different subtypes of HPV. Some subtypes can cause warts, um, genital warts, penile warts, and it's not really a significant medical problem unless they get really big and get annoying or that type of thing. Certainly from a cosmetic standpoint, it's it's not the the best look, if you will. But HPV can also cause abnormal cells on our pap smear. And some are 14 types are high risk and can lead to cancer. And those are the ones that we actually test for on the pap smear. We're not looking for all HPV. We're specifically looking for do you have any of the high risk subtypes? And then if the it is positive that there are high risk subtypes, then we specifically look for the worst or the most oncogenic or the most aggressive, which are types 16 and 18 that actually cause about 50% of cervical cancers. Most people just have one subtype of HPV. About 30% of women can have more than um, one type. Um, HPV is necessary uh, to actually get cervical cancer. So when people say, oh, I have a family history of cervical cancer, it's actually not a hereditary uh, cancer, unlike breast cancer or ovarian cancer, maybe colon cancer or pancreatic cancer. But cervical cancer is actually due to HPV, which is a sexually transmitted infection. How to prevent HPV is actually uh, limiting sexual partners. Like I mentioned, condoms can reduce the spread, but it doesn't completely eliminate it. Um, Preventing skin-to-skin contact, um, even from fingers to genitals or genital-to-genital contact. How do you know if you have HPV? So obviously, if you get genital warts, that's due to HPV. Any abnormal pap smear is due to HPV. And so we do recommend periodic screening with um, pap smears, which is a topic for another discussion. In fact, I think I already did a pap smear or a pap smear podcast earlier this year of how often should I get a pap smear. HPV can also cause um, anal cancer or uh, anogenital warts. In fact, I think Farrah Fawcett was uh, the famous person that uh, had anal cancer. We don't have a great screening test though for anal cancer. We don't have any pap smears um, for the anus. In that same vein, we don't have a great test for men. So I hear from patients of, oh, my boyfriend, my significant other, my husband went to their doctor and they were told that they don't have HPV because we don't have a pap smear for a penis. Uh, We don't have a screening test for men. So unless they actually have visible genital warts, there's no way for men to know, do they have HPV? Unfortunately, they're obviously um, carriers for this virus. But other than in a research setting where like an emery board or a little scraper to get the cells off of the penis, 
um, to culture for HPV, um, just in clinical practice, we don't have a great test for men. So when I see our female patients in our practice and discuss with them that they do have HPV, having their partner get tested is just not a feasible thing. So I hate to break it to you, you or your friends, girlfriends, family members have probably had HPV. But the good news is, is it usually your body just takes care of it. 70% of the time, will the, your body will just clear the virus in one year and 90% will clear in two years. So it's not all doom and gloom. Our immune system just takes care of it. Typically not a reason to fret. I still recommend people get periodic cervical uh, pap smears to screen for HPV so it can be detected early. There's certainly a vaccine that can reduce the risk of getting some of the high-risk subtypes, but nothing is as good as periodic pap smears to screen for HPV. Hope you found this helpful. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Her. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the web. Go to www.dramybrenner.com to learn more. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute as medical advice, the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare services. No patient-physician relationship is formed. The information in the podcast and any references, material, or links are at the sole discretion of the listener and not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Listeners should not delay or disregard obtaining medical advice for any medical issues or diagnoses that they may have and should seek medical advice from their healthcare provider for any such conditions.